At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It's our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got a tremendous hour for you as in 15 minutes, we're going to be going back to the gridiron. We're going to be talking with David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion and a man that is an absolutely terrific poker player as well. He is going to be joining me. We're going to get his thoughts on everything that we saw this NFL Sunday, really going back to Thursday as well. Some of his thoughts there, turn it forward to what we can expect from week 13 as well, so we're going to have a great time there, and you guys heard me talking about it in the last segment. In terms of our VSIM bets giving, I will, by the end of the show, settle on my prop. During the break, I walked in the Colts minus 2.5, so I will be on that in the contest in the side. So you bank on that. Anyone that is listening right now that is trying to track me down, I think we've got the winning side here. So take that as your own peril, and I had to get that in because if we take a 3, that could be potentially bad. So... Wanted to make sure I got the two and a half. If we would have, if this goes from like two and a half to two, you know what? Lost a little bit of value. This goes from two and a half to three. Just absolutely terrible. So I had to take the two and a half, play it safe. So we've already got that in. And what we've also got to do is give credit where credit is due to all the fine people. I make the Greg Peterson experience what it is. You've got pinch hitting for my normal producer, Jason Kahn, my friend, Brian. He does absolutely amazing work. He does a lot of work. When it comes to a few other shows as well, the folks that prelude me in Mike Pritchard along with Brady Cannon, he does a great job with them week in and week out. And I was on the weekends. He was always helping me out there. So big thanks to Brian for always being there for you. We've got Nick, the man that 
shows all that you see on the screen here. If you're watching on Beeson.com, YouTube TV, what have you, he's got you covered. All of you guys listening on Terrestrial Radio, the iHeartRadio app, what have you. Taylor is a man that gets me set up on audio. He does absolutely terrific work. And then we've got Brendan helping us out remotely with all the graphics as well. Big thanks to all those guys. They are absolutely tremendous at what they do. It says a great Peterson experience, but it really takes a team to be able to make it work. They are one of the best teams behind the scenes that you are going to find. And hopefully we can trust in some good teams when it comes to college basketball for this Monday, as well as we've got my DK Nation right up. Been a little bit of a tough slide with a lot of them. Made what turned out to be six and a half with Michigan State. It was six overnight, went to six and a half. They're up 12 points with three plus minutes remaining. Another one of those. And the late game result did not necessarily go our way. Hopefully that is not the case with this one. We're going to be staying away from laying points with favorites on this write-up, and instead we're going to be going with the total. How about if we go 807-808 on the board? Mississippi State, they're going to be playing us to Nebraska. Omaha. Omaha is anywhere between a 24.5 and a 25-point underdog. Your total on this game, it is 129.5, and, and right-up here is going to be on the over. The reason... The reason why the write-up is going to be on the over is that Omaha completely stinks when it comes to defense. Matter of fact, they were in the bottom five in all of college basketball in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis last year. They've improved a little bit. They've improved to the tune of being more around about 296th in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. But either way, they're not barreling down the edges. They are not doing a good job of getting pressure. They are not doing a good job whatsoever of putting a hand in anyone's face when it comes to just guarding the arc, they rank 300th in regards to opponent's three-point shooting percentage. So points should be a flowing for a Mississippi State team that they do play at a little bit more of a slow tempo, but had a lot of guys are able to put the ball in the basket. I do think that they're going to get a little bit warmer from three-point range because thus far this season, they have been shooting only about 30% from three-point range, and it's not like when it's all said and done, this is going to be a Mississippi State team that's going to be shooting like 40% from three overall for the season or anything like that, but... You do have someone like Shaquille Moore, someone that throughout his career has been more around a mid-30s three-point shooter. I think that he's going to be able to ignite a little bit more. I think that you're going to get better results out of some of the transfers that have come in. Someone like an Eric Reed, I think, is going to be able to get hot a little bit more. But this team should be able to really do it down low as well. And as a matter of fact, Mississippi State, they already are one of the best teams at generating second chances in all of college basketball as they get a offensive rebound on 40% of their possessions. That ranks number four in all of college basketball. So every miss, they rebound 40% of them, which I think is important. And we got Tolu Smith, who really is one of the most underrated big men in all of college basketball. Been a little bit unfortunate that he hasn't been able to stay healthy last few seasons, but now he is fully healthy and he's firing all cylinders. 15 and a half points, 11 rebounds per game. And for Omaha, this is a team that's able to put the ball in the basket themselves. They're coming off of a relatively solid performance against Southern where they were able to get past 75 points as we got a pair of guys, Mark L. Sutton and Frankie Fiddler, who are able to combine for about 22 and a half points per contest. And with Fiddler, during the month of February last season, so back after the campaign, he was averaging 19 points per game in that month. So he's someone that's able to put the ball in the basket for Sutton. It's more of the three-point shooter for this team, shooting 45.5% from distance. Omaha's collective, they really don't take a lot of threes, which is good because they make about 30% of them. They're not too terrific on that front, but they also do a nice job of turning the ball over, and that's one thing with Mississippi State that you can rely upon, them being able to turn defense into offense. Mississippi State, they get a steal on north of 18% of opponents' possessions. That's number two in all of college basketball. There's only one team 
that they generate a steal on a higher percentage of possession. So I do like that. And with this Omaha team, they're turning the ball over 15 times per game. Not necessarily so terrific. Omaha, they're a mid-tempo team. Last year, they were a little bit faster. I know that Chris Crutchfield has been looking to have this team play a little bit more slowly, but you can tell that it's very easy to get this team frazzled as with Oma. They gave up 89 points to begin the season against the Kansas bunch. We are finding out not necessarily so terrific on offense. They gave up 100 points Iowa. Iowa is Iowa, but that said, not necessarily so terrific there. You give up 78 points to Southern as well. And as a matter of fact, 71 plus points surrendered in 13 out of Oma's last 14 non-conference games. I do think that you're going to get a pretty harebrained amount of points in this game, especially from Mississippi State. So the DK Nation write-up, that is going to be on this over right around 129 and a half is what I am currently seeing. And with Mississippi State, I'm actually willing to lay the number. I set them as a 27-point favorite. Omaha, one of the saddest teams at all of college basketball. And with Mississippi State, I've actually really liked what I've seen out of them. Chris Jans, who took over the program, has been able to do a solid job. So want to lay the points and going to be taking a look at this little over. One other thing that's really nice about this and college basketball, the ACC Big Ten Challenge is going to be getting going. And we've seen this number come crashing down, and I agree with the move. 8-13, 8-14 on the board. Pittsburgh hits the road. They're facing off against Northwestern. Northwestern opened up a 9.5 point favorite. Now you're seeing it at DraftKings at 8.5. I'm seeing one straight 9 in the market. I'm seeing a few straight 8s pop up. So this is a number that has moved in a lot of places by a full point. And your total on this game, it has got up a little bit. It started out at 127. Currently at DraftKings, I'm seeing a 127.5. Seeing a lot of 128s. I said right now at Circa, it's a 129.5. And... I do like this total over. With Pittsburgh, they've got back in the fold. A lot of their guys are able to really put the ball in the basket, including John Hughley. Hughley, someone that's been able to give the team right around 13 points, 7 rebounds over the last two seasons. That is going to be beneficial for them. And you've got a Northwestern team that what we last saw from them was not great. They played that 43-42 to 42 just sadness of a game against Auburn. I mean, man, it was as if there was a lid on the rim for both teams. It was absolutely horrible. They're going to be able to do a little bit better. And with this Northwestern team, they've got some guards that are able to throw the ball in the basket. Like, you've got Boo Booey, who's been able to give the team 14 points, four boards, four assists. Does a relatively solid job of helping them out. And then Chase Odige, the last season shot 25% from three. Two seasons ago was much better. And now he's somewhere in the middle, shooting 34.5% from distance, four and a half assists, 12 points per game. And Northwestern is always a team that does a good job of taking care of the ball. Last season, in terms of turnovers on a per-possession basis, they were a top-five team in all of college basketball. Problem is, typically, they give up the arc as well. So far, so good for Northwestern. They're allowing opponents to shoot 27.5% from three, and they're number one in two-point shooting percentage. I think that they're improved on defense from past years. They aren't the number one team in terms of two-point shooting percentage. They have been quite lucky. They have played against some, shall we say, sad competition. They played against, to begin the season, Chicago State, they played against Northern Illinois. It was a right loss to a D2 school. You play against someone like an IPFW, you know what? You should be able to get something going there. And in the Gavit games, they played against Georgetown. And Georgetown is just a mess right now. So that helps them out quite a bit. And then when it comes to Pittsburgh, they just have been dealing with injuries in general. They've been trying to get everyone just on the same page as they were expecting to have D.R. Johnson out there. He had off-the-court issues. So that has not been too terrific. They had to change around their 
guard stable on the fly. And they've got Greg Elliott, who I think is going to be able to improve upon his three-point shooting. While he was at Marquette the last few seasons was someone that was able to shoot about 40% from three-point range. He's making about 27 to 28% this season. You've got Marius Burton, Blake Hinson. These two guys have some versatility. Hinson is a six foot seven combo player. These two guys, they combine for about 30 and a half points, just under 12 rebounds, five assists per game. So I like what I'm seeing there. And with Hinson, he's been shooting 38% from three. Burton, more around 43 and a half percent from distance. That's that you haven't been able to get a lot from the outside, but the Patriot League transfer and Nelly Cummings, who comes in for Colgate, he's starting to be able to give this team a little bit more on the offensive side for assists. So I do think that this is a Pittsburgh team that's coming along. Pittsburgh was able to do relatively okay towards the back half of their game against VCU and a little bit of a rough start in that one. They look good against Freddie Dickinson and William and Mary, the favorite tag team in off college basketball. They were able to put up 83 points there. No doubt Northwestern, a little bit more of a tough task, but I do think that Pittsburgh going to be able to hold in there, especially with Northwestern not having a lot on the glass. So I'm willing to take eight or more when it comes to this Pittsburgh team. I did set Northwestern as a seven and a half point favorite. Felt like this total should have been more in the low 130s. Set my total 132 and a half. So being able to still get a total that is below 130, I'm still looking at the over and I'm going to be willing to take eight or more with Pittsburgh. And then when it comes to another game, I'll just give you this very quickly. We are seeing a little bit of a line move in terms of Tulane versus Louisiana Monroe. Tulane opened up as an 18 point favorite. Now we're seeing in a lot of spots this be as high as a 19 and a half point line. I felt like the line was a little bit too lofty to start with. Keep in mind that Tulane is dealing with a few injuries for this team, especially with one of their main guards in Jalen Cook. They've also been seeing, I believe it's Jaden Coleman deal with an ailment as well. So that needs to be factored in a little bit. And we always factor this man into the Greg Peterson experience on Sundays. That'd be the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, David Baker. He joins me next to put a bow around week 12 of the NFL next. Here on the Greg Peterson experience, I'm Vison, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play hey guys this is matt jones drew franklin from the fade this podcast we got a great episode coming up picks in all the sports football basketball we do them all but here's a preview of this week's episode 
Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. on VSN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you are a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Score Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet and Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance. And so much more. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today because it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Vison, the Sports Betting Network. We will be joined by David Baker in just a second. He is the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion and a man that does a great job as a professional poker player as well. So you might recognize him from something outside of the betting sphere. But when it comes to what we've all seen in the NFL, we're certainly going to need to get his, some of his thoughts on shall we say, the more rambunctious games that we saw this weekend. Something that I really didn't see, that I didn't talk about in segment number one, is just the sadness of the Denver Broncos. I don't know if we want to spend too much time with it, but I will lead off with this for our good friend David. And David, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Our favorite topic, uh, the Packers (laughs) and the Broncos. Yes, the Packers and the Broncos. And I, I did not address this one, so we will hit upon it first. Just how sad is this Broncos team and how much money is there made in fading them? Because I mean, this is a Carolina Panthers bunch that I really don't particularly think too much about. And typically you don't see a line move like we saw because this was a line that throughout much of the week you were seeing the Denver Broncos being between about a two, even earlier on, they were about a two and a half point favorite. This goes down to pick them on the day of the game. And obviously money was very correct in this one as the Denver Broncos were just sad and pathetic again. Yeah, I mean, if you've uh, watched our show every week, you've been making money <laughs> fading the Broncos. Um, it's uh, Panthers were one of my top plays this week. And um, can't remember who exactly the Broncos are playing next week, but I'll probably be looking to fade them again. Uh, this team, I think, is a bunch of quitters. And I don't like their quarterback. I don't like their coach. I don't like their weapons. Um you know, they're cutting their best running back. They're they're changing play calling assignments. The quarterback is complete and utter garbage and useless. So, yeah, I mean, that's the great thing about football is uh, we can make money off the good teams and we can also make money off the bad teams. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, watching another Broncos game next week. I just hope they can get back on primetime soon so we can uh, 
really get some good laughs. Oh, man. I mean, with this Broncos team, they even lost at home to the Las Vegas Raiders. So all of a sudden, they've got back-to-back thrilling wins at overtime. I didn't see that coming personally. And to your point, you were asking who the Denver Broncos are going to be playing next. I will try to get that for you right now because I believe that they're against the Ravens, which, I mean, that's perfect because with the Baltimore Ravens, that was one that I was on this week, and I feel salty about it. Typically, I am not one to be airing my grievances about bad beats, but third and 21 with less than two minutes remaining, that touchdown at the end, I mean, man, I, I really like this Ravens team. I mean, I keep on, maybe I'm just a sucker for them, but every time I watch Ravens, I'm relatively impressed by them, but they blow yet another lead. It just feels like your buddy at the bar, he's doing a great job of getting things rolling. It looks like things are going promising, and then just in a fiery heap where they need to close, nothing. Yeah, I mean, uh, you have, you and I have agreed on a lot of things this NFL season. One of them we haven't is the Ravens. Um, you've been on them pretty much every week, and I've gone back and forth, but uh, I was on the Jags this week. feel a little fortunate, but at the same time, I, I, I kind of felt like this was a toss-up game. It went back and forth the whole game, and um, yeah, got a little lucky there in that last drive to win, but I mean, there were plenty of other times during the game. I just don't think this this Ravens have enough firepower. I mean, Lamar made the outstanding, amazing play to old, decrepit Deshaun Jackson, and that was kind of that that put them up front and in position to cover. But um, I kind of felt good the whole game here having the Jags. I thought the Jags were the right side. Um, I think we might have seen a little coming of age of uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, not ready to put him in the elite category, but he's far from the bust that people were trying to paint him as. I mean, Lamar, 50%. Um, he ate 16 for 32, 254 yards, which, you know, a lot of that was on, you know, there was like 50 yards on that Deshaun Jackson last play. I just don't think this team has enough weapons. I mean, let's just look at the box score, and it's uh, it's Marcus Robinson and Devin Duvernay and Gus Edwards and something Oliver and you know Anders didn't even have a big role today so I'm I'm lukewarm on the Ravens uh before the show I actually thought one of the more interesting topics was the the AFC North and the Bengals had a big win today and the Ravens had a big loss and I kind of like I kind of like this Bengals team and I'm kind of lukewarm on the Ravens so I went and I looked at the schedule to see whether there'd be any value in maybe taking the Bengals because they were I think plus 450 going into the week to win that division but the schedule really sets up poorly for the Bengals and really sets up well for the Ravens um Bengals have just tough game after tough game after tough game where the Ravens have I think two or three cupcakes coming the Broncos <laughs> yeah they have the Broncos and I think they either have the Texans or uh the Raiders or some other also ran team so as much as I really want to back the Bengals, and if they play tomorrow, I would bet the Bengals. Um, if this, uh, if these odds come out close to um, even, I, there probably is some value on the Ravens. Yeah, looking at the schedule, they have the Broncos, the Steelers, the Browns, which are feisty, but then the Falcons and the Steelers. There's not a whole lot there. Um, but at the same time, I don't really think the Ravens are that great a team. So they could definitely slip up a couple of those games. But the Raven, I mean, but the Bengals, the Bengals schedule is really tough too. But 
very impressive to go into Tennessee. I mean, I, I know Tennessee is is kind of the AFC's version of the Vikings where nobody wants to give them credit. Um, but look, they're well coached um, and they they give everybody trouble. So um, they went in there and and they fought a tough, hard nosed battle. I mean, I know that we all like the Bengals when it's going to be a shootout and they have their weapons. They have Mixon and Jamar Chase and, um, you know, just who can score the most points. But this game wasn't like that, and they still found a way to win. So, uh, you know, hats off to the Bengals, and um, I'm hoping they can pull a couple upsets because I think they're a fun team in the playoffs, and um, I want to see I want to see if they can recapture some of the magic they had from last year. I mean, Joe Burrow's amazing. So, I mean, I, I really think Joe Burrow's elite. Um, maybe not Allen and Mahomes yet, but he's he's on the cusp and. Uh, you know, I really love Joe Burrow, so I can't wait till he gets his weapons back and hopefully he can do some things versus this tough schedule he's got lined up. Yeah, Ben, in terms of that Titans versus Bengals game, I left just more impressed by the Bengals rather than I was just distraught about the Titans because with the Bengals holding Derrick Henry to 17 carries for 38 yards and much like we saw in the first matchup between these two in the playoffs, you saw the Bengals just get sacked many, many times. They turned that around. Joe Burrow only got sacked one time in this game. I thought it was the Bengals making adjustments. I feel like they sort of learned from their past mistakes in this game, and that's why they got it done. Yeah, um, that definitely was part of the reason. Um, I think when you don't have Jamar Chase stretching the field, there's a, there's a more tendency for Burrow to just try to get rid of the ball because he doesn't have that deep threat and a lot of times with chase he's just trying to give him that extra second to get open because he knows at at any moment he could he could break one and uh you know just end the game so um i really think that that as much as chase really is is great for this offense and and they really need him it kind of played played into the Bengals' hands today not having him because burrow did just dump the ball off a lot um he had hayden hurst a lot uh, he had his running backs, um, and then Higgins made some uh, nice catches near the end of the game. Yep, he certainly did. And then let's talk about this other AFC team that they now find themselves at 7-4 and four as well. The Jets just completely clocked the uh, Chicago Bears by a count of 31-10. to 10. How much do you take away from it, the Jets just seeing a little bit of a fre- breath of fresh air away from Wilson, and how much do you take out of it just the Bears being completely pathetic without fields because I'm somewhere in the between on this. I liked why I saw the Jets, but at the same time, the competition was not great to say the least. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Jets are in the AFC East um, with the Bills and the Dolphins and the Patriots, but they, um, you know, I, I, I was definitely impressed. I mean, Mike White looked really good. I mean, he hit his receivers, but this is a depleted uh, Bears team, both offensively and defensively. Um, they were a nice story with Fields out there running around and scrambling and doing all that great stuff the last few weeks, but no fields in a rainy environment um, versus a fired up team that, you know, it's another spot with the Jets that I don't really think they like their quarterback at the time and Zach Wilson. So, you know, I, I think having Mike White uh, injected some energy into the group. Yeah. Mike White, three touchdowns, 22 of 28. He looked really, really good. And, Another backup quarterback looked really, really good from the NFC side of things. We're going to be talking next with David Baker. Does a great job 
as the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion and is a poker, professional poker player. And we're going to be talking with him about that Packers versus Eagles game next, right here on VSIN Esports Bank Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving on every single game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes with DraftKings odds, so that way you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match up with the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that VEASAN is here year-round to make you a smarter better. So check out today's betting splits for every single game at VEASAN.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion. And David, very interesting happenings in terms of the Eagles and the Packers game. Interesting in terms of against the spread as well as the Packers had a little bit of a shot late to be able to cover. If you took the closing number, you didn't get there. If you took the contest number and a little bit of a earlier number, you might have been able to get seven with the Packers to be able to get a push there. But the bigger thing was Aaron Rodgers went out with an injury. I'll call what it is. He didn't look necessarily overly hurt. And Jordan Love performed well. Just give me your thoughts in terms of the Packers quarterback ordeal because I think they now find themselves in a very tricky spot because I've seen Jordan Love a few times as a Green Bay Packers fan. He never looked half as good as he did coming on in relief in that Philadelphia Eagles game. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say that Rodgers wasn't hurt. I mean, he looked like he was really grimacing there. Um, so I'm not going to question it in him. Like, that, that guy's a competitor, even though I'm, He's not my favorite. Um, Competing with a broken, I believe it was thumb or finger as well. Yeah, the, he definitely had something going on with his ribs. You could tell that he was that he was really grimacing. But uh, that being said, I don't really know what to take out of this Jordan Love performance. I mean, it wasn't garbage time. Um, but yeah, he threw some good. He threw some good passes. I mean, uh, Aaron Jones drops that one pass, and uh, you know, I think that. I think he could have got a touchdown there at the end and gotten the Packers the cover and uh, the official not swallowed that flag, swallowed his whistle. And uh, I, I think Cobb got interfered with there at the, in the end zone. It was close, but I think he definitely beat the ball. So, um, you know, as far as the Packers go, I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers is, he's great, but, He's, his career is probably winding down, but I don't really know the contract implications of what's going on or or where he might end up. Um, I don't really have much insight into the Packers. I mean, for me, the biggest takeaway from this game was something we talked about last week, which is the Eagles. And as somebody who's holding a plus 220 future on them to win their division, I'm uh, extremely concerned. This defense that was so good for the first eight weeks has now had three weeks in a row where it has just been a sieve to mediocre offenses. Uh, they have played Washington. They have played Indianapolis and they have played green Bay three teams that are average to below average in this league. And they have not been able to stop any of them. Um, and uh, this is a big, this is a big problem for them down the line. And um, look, Dallas is two games back of them, and they you have to have the that this who wins this division between Dallas and the Eagles 
is very, very, very important because you're going to get the winner's going to get a buy and they're going to get home field advantage for both of their playoff games. Um, whereas the loser of the division is going to have to go on the road and either play Tampa or San Francisco on the road and then have to go into Minnesota, which, yes, Minnesota is not that great, but I mean, there's still weapons all over that field and they still can do something. And going on the road is always tough and then have to go to Philly. So the road to the Super Bowl is much more difficult. Um, this Eagles defense is really concerning as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Jalen Hurts looked really good again. I mean, he's running the ball. He's he's doing his best Justin Fields uh, imitation this week. And, um, you know, I like what they're doing offensively, but defensively, they have to stop somebody. And uh, luckily for them, their schedule is kind of weak, but I'm very interested to see what Derrick Henry does against this defense because they have not been able to stop the run and they have, when it comes to running the football, there's none better than Derrick Henry, so this is a this is a big week for them. They have to win this game, and I think they need to fix this run defense. Yep, and going back to what we had seen on Thanksgiving as well, the Dallas Cowboys, they didn't cover the closing number against the New York Giants, but I still liked what I saw of them in the second half. First half was a little bit murky, but it felt like that entire complexion of the game, it turned around on that fourth down call that we saw from the Giants. And with the Giants, I think we could tell that this team is running out of steam. I'm really concerned that they're not going to make the playoffs because they've got a pair of games coming up against the Washington Commanders, who just once again, ho-hum, got the job done. But in terms of the Cowboys, the way that they played in the second half, very encouraging for them moving forward. Yeah, I, I mean, if you listen to the show last week and and took some of the things that I threw out there. One of the things I threw out there was look now and, and buy Giants not making the playoffs um, because they had Dallas. Uh, they have a game. They have two games left against the Eagles. They have two games left against the Commanders. Um, I don't really see a path for the Giants. The other game moment. is against the Vikings um, on the road. Yeah, and they're playing the Vikings. So, I mean, their their path is very muddled. Uh, they're a nice story, and, and they overperformed early, and uh, I hope the fan base there doesn't just completely um, you know, dismiss what they did at the beginning of the year by, when they overperformed, but uh, the Giants are going to end where they're supposed to, around 500 and probably missing the playoffs. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And how about if we take a look at the team that they're going to be playing in a pair of games, that'd be the Washington Commanders because it wasn't any sort of a sexy performance or anything like that, but they go out there, they knock off the Falcons 19-13, to Taylor Heineke, pair of touchdowns. This is a team that I just keep watching them and I will keep on trusting in them until they pretty much let me down because this is a Commanders team that they just look like a completely different bunch now that they've got Heineke rather than Carson Wentz. Yeah, one of my big tips uh, that I was asked a lot uh, a couple of years ago when we won Super Contest and, and came in second circa, what was kind of the difference? And it was not being stubborn. Um, and uh, I'm not going to be stubborn with the commanders. I, I didn't like them early on in the season, and I bet against them. And then now I've liked what I've seen, and I've been on them the last couple of weeks. And um, I think uh, I'm with you. I think this is a team we want to continue to ride. Um, yeah, they just get it done. They have a, they have that winner mentality. I mean, Heineke is not sexy, and he's he's not he's probably going to have to battle for a job every year in the NFL. Um, but this team likes him. And look, when we're looking at some of these teams, 
a lot of it comes down to do they like their leader? And, um, you know, like I said earlier with Russ Wilson, I don't think the Broncos like their leader. And uh, I do think that the commanders do like their leader. And, uh, you know, he's the kind of guy, it, it seems like these guys want to run through a brick wall for. So, yeah, I, I like what they're doing and they're rallying around their team. And uh, I definitely think uh, they're, they're probably a favorite to make the playoffs at this point. And I think we're in lockstep on that as well, because I pretty much said I couldn't trust in the Washington commanders as long as Carson Wentz is a quarterback. Well, Carson Wentz isn't the quarterback anymore. Now I can trust in them. So I think that that's just really the biggest thing with them. And then how about if we look at another little bit of a surprise NFC team that they just had a really rough one on Sunday, the Seahawks, they lose to the Raiders by a count of 40 to 34 in a game where there was no shortage of points scored. What do you take out of this game? Because it looked like there were just a few times in this game where the Raiders were dead to rights. It looked like that missed field goal was going to come back to bite them. But instead, the Raiders get a absolutely tremendous performance out of Josh Jacobs. So I feel like there's a lot to unpack with really both of these teams. Well, the one thing that you can say about the Raiders is they always have a puncher's chance. I mean, when you have a running back, a top five running back in the league, and you have a top five receiver in the league, you just always have a puncher's chance. I mean, so a, a, am I am I surprised a little bit? I thought the Seahawks would take care of business. Am I shocked? No. I mean, the Raiders, look, the Raiders just as easily could be seven and four as four and seven. Um, so, look, the NFL is full of, full of variance, and this game could have ended multiple different ways. I, I'm not really going to dock this, the Seahawks a lot. Um, I thought Geno looked good for the most part and um you know the defense got a few turnovers but I, I'm, I'm they kind of harken back to who they were at the beginning of the year when they couldn't stop anybody so uh, I'm not sure whether I'm just willing to write this off as just a game or you know maybe maybe the the games are catching up with this young um Seattle team the good news for them is there's not a whole lot of competition for those that last spot in the in the playoffs. Um, they really are just have to beat out either the Giants or the the Commanders. Now that the Packers are pretty are officially dead, and yeah. um, I really don't I I can't see a path for any other team. Um, you know the Falcons and Bucks they're gonna they're gonna uh, eat each other up. Uh, so. Both of them, I don't think, can get in. So I think it's between the Seahawks and the Giants for that last spot. And sadly, if the Saints win on Monday Night Football next week, they're currently at 4-8. and eight. They've got a shot at the division. So that shows you how bad the sure. NFC South is right now. But what is always good is talking with David Baker. And coming up next, we're going to be rejoined by him, taking a look at some of the games that we're going to be seeing for Week 13 in the NFL right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSEN, the sports betting network. Calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook with the World Cup in full swing. Now's the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers because log into Bet Rivers every match day and you're able to get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has the latest odds, lines, and boosts to be able to create a perfect match day experience. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action because it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion and Let's take a look at what we're going to be getting for week 13 in the NFL. And you mentioned it. We've got some big giant matchups. And how about if we start with what is going to be the first game of week 13? That would be the Bills and the Patriots with the Patriots being between about a five to five and a half point home underdog with the Bills. Good news for them is that they've been able to right the ship a little bit more. They weren't able to cover the most recent few spreads that they had, unless if you took the Late number in the Browns because that was one that was teetering between eight, seven and a half with the change in venue. So that was a little bit more funky. But that said, the Bills, they're coming off of a few wins. And for the Patriots, tough loss against the Vikings. But with New England being at home, a little bit of a short week for them. This is a spot where you always take a look at Bill Belichick and his coaching acumen. And I think that that really needs to be taken into account in this one. Yeah, I mean, obviously Belichick can scheme, but... Um... This is a really good spot for me for the Bills. Uh, I've I've been on the Bills in every one of these matchups versus the Patriots, and the only time that I was disappointed was when they were playing in the game where the Patriots had to run the ball every single the time. The win game. It was, it was so windy, and, and it basically took the Bills out of their game. But they trounced them last year in the playoffs, and I just think this Bills team, it's time. It's time for the Bills to uh, – to kick it into overdrive. They had the mini buy this week, which obviously the Patriots did too, but I think it was more important for the bills. You got to get Josh Allen healthier. Um, I, I'm personally not as impressed as other people are by the Patriots. Um, 
yeah, they Mac Jones played probably his best game against the Vikings, but uh, I think that was more an aberration and more just kind of the Vikings. I don't know. Maybe their defense isn't that great. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm going to be on the Bills for the on this one for sure. This isn't a team that is worried about going into New England and playing. A, they don't care about the cold. They play in Buffalo. B, they're not worried about the fans if they've gone to Kansas City and won. Um, they've they've won in New England uh, before. Last year they won in New England. Uh, I, I I really like this Bills team, and it's time for them to to move towards you know eliteness and so I, I think this is this is the spot I'm taking a look at this game and I think I'm going to be landing on the underdog in this it's Dolphins versus the 49ers and what is going to be a really good just whopper of an afternoon slate in week 13 with Miami they open up as more around a four to a four and a half point underdog now we're seeing them anywhere between three and a half and four and with Miami they have yet to lose a game in which Tua Tagovailoa starts and finishes the game going up against 49ers team. That no question about it. They have looked very, very good on defense. As a matter of fact, they shut out the Saints. It says a little bit about the Saints. It says a little bit about the 49ers, in my opinion. But with the Miami Dolphins, I'm willing to trust them as long as Tua is out there because as long as he's been out there, they have not let us down one bit. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going to land on this one. Uh, the the one thing that I, I'm a little hesitant with the Dolphins is that Mike McDaniel going uh, back to San Francisco. Uh, I trust Kyle Shanahan and McDaniel has been able to scheme things that, that his opponents are not ready for. Um, I got to imagine that Shanahan watches some of the tape and kind of laughs and goes, ha, I showed him that. Um, so I, I don't know if you're going to be able to get the, some of the coaching uh, mismatches that McDaniel has been able to create. Um, I want to see how McCaffrey is feeling as well. Um, I know he got banged up in the game today. I really like this Niners team. Uh, this Dolphins team is good too, but I don't know. I'm not sure if they're ready to go on the road against a against a, a well coached, well good defensive team like like the Niners. But definitely excited for the game. It's a it's a good game, and, and I'm sure I will form a better opinion on this game as we break down the matchups, you know, later on in the week. And so interesting. Go ahead. I was going to say one game I'm interested in your opinion on is this Jets-Vikings game. Um, I think we've both been higher than uh, the market and uh, other hosts uh, on this Vikings team. And uh, were you impressed on, on Thanksgiving and – and are they ready to take the Jets? Because I'm I'm leaning more towards the Vikings in this one. I think the Vikings are still a class team, and and they have a tough home field advantage. Um, I think they have better skill position players. I'm not really sure on Mike White. I mean, yeah, he's looked good and all, but um, you know, this is his first like big road test playoff contender. Um, I'm not sure if he's ready for this spotlight or not. I'm in total agreement with you. As long as the number is three, because I'm seeing with some threes with minus 120 juice, typically that's an indicator that it might be going to three and a half. I'd be willing to light a three with the Vikings. I'd probably still honestly be on them at a three and a half, but I wouldn't like it as much. I really think that the three is a little bit of a critical number here because with the Jets, they do a very, very solid job on defense. But I'm in agreement with you. And along with that, the Minnesota Vikings, they get an extra few days off 
with playing on Thanksgiving as well. I was impressed by what I saw out of Kirk Cousins being able to respond to that interception in prime time because the motto is always, oh, Kirk Cousins in prime time. He can never get the job done and everything like that. And they forgot Mac Jones hasn't necessarily proven himself in prime time either. So I'd be looking at the Minnesota Vikings at a three, three and a half. I'd be a little bit more hesitant on it. But as long as we get this three, like I'm seeing right now, I think it's good value on the Vikings. Yeah, I think you can bury that. That's that's just nonsense. The primetime Kirk nonsense. Look, it was a different regime. It was a different team. Uh, players get better. Coaches get better. Teams get better. Kirk's a better player. Is he is he elite? No, but is he a top you know borderline top ten quarterback? In my opinion, yes. And this nonsense about prime time. I mean, most of the time, the prime time games you're playing in tougher opponents anyway. Yes, he put up a clunker against the Eagles. Anybody would have put up put up a clunker against the Eagles early in the season. They were dominant. The Vikings hadn't really found themselves. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that the the Vikings are elite or anything, but um, you know, to say that them and the Jets are equal on a neutral uh, neutral field, I'm not buying it. I'm 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 gonna be on the Vikings again. Yep, we're in lockstep on that point that you just made. To make the Vikings and the Jets equal on a neutral field just to me does not seem right. This game is just so curious because of everything that surrounds it. The Browns and the Texans. It is going to be the return of Deshaun Watson from his very long suspension in Houston. The Boo Birds, they are going to be out. You think the Houston Astros get booed when they're on the road? Trust me, the Houston fans are going to be very, very, very ready for this game as right now you're finding the Browns as a touchdown favorite. And where I stand is the Texans sink. No fans or butts about it. I just can't lay a touchdown, though, with a quarterback that hasn't thrown a pass in an NFL game in darn near two years. I want to get your take on this because it's such an interesting handicap because no doubt Deshaun Watson is an upgrade for the Cleveland Browns. It just feels like a circumstance where I want to see him actually play a game before I invest and I get behind him. Well, uh, I, you, you don't want to lay a touchdown with a quarterback that hasn't played in two years. I don't want to take a team that is as bad as the Texans getting less than a touchdown against a competent football team. Um, Look, that was the fakest 15-point loss in the history of, of football in this Dolphins game. They could have lost that game by 50. I mean, the Dolphins just stopped playing um, midway through the second or near the end of the second. Uh, they, I don't even think they tried on offense for the last half, and they still couldn't get the, the cover. Um, this Texans team is bad. They're untalented. They're poorly coached. They're poorly quarterbacked. Um, and... This is a perfect landing spot for Deshaun. I, I I can't imagine that this guy is not look, take out all the other stuff. Um, obviously you you know, I'm not gonna sit here and make moral judgments on we're talking we're a football show, we're talking football, and Deshaun Watson's a damn good football player. And I I don't care if he's had a long period of time off. You don't you don't lose your vision, you don't lose your brain, you don't lose your ability to study and read defenses and that stuff. I'm sure he's been studying and working and, and preparing. He doesn't want to go out there and embarrass himself. Um, I, I I like the Browns in this one. And, and I think Deshaun just goes nuts on, on, on the Texans and, and probably puts up a 30 spot on them. Well, if nothing else, it's going to be very, very fascinating. And David, you gave out the pro tip a little bit earlier, vcin.com slash subscribe for all of these. Do not be stubborn, especially when you find new data. 
on a lot of these teams, like with the Commanders and the quarterback change that we saw from Wentz to Heineke. We were both out on Wentz. We're both in on Heineke. So always love that and love all the information that you bring to the table, David. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good luck tomorrow and next week. Yes, sir. Thank you to David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, for joining me right here on VEASAN. And coming up next on the Greg Peterson Experience, we look at Monday's college basketball card here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.